Cosmic Christ Podcast, channeling the mind of Christ, with your host, Ascended Master and Enlightenment Instructor, Reva Christ. Theme music by David Beslian, BeslianStudios.com. Welcome back to Cosmic Christ Podcast, channeling the mind of Christ. I'm Reva Christ. We're on episode 18 and we'll be starting with Christ's dissertation on uncovering human programming. Jumping right into the cosmic stream, we begin with Christ's telepathic dissertation. Do not soil the mind, but keep it pure and innocent, so you may receive the word as I send it. For heaven has its own way to send messages, and though I speak on one channel, many are connected to me through the Edenic Conference Wave. The new volume of teachings for the mind is underway. I, it is a gift for your minds, spirit food, in order to bring health and light to your hearts and minds, for there is little love in the one and even less light in the other. We shall clear up old concepts. Understand, I endeavor to start new, but the concepts must be brought into the light in order to breathe new understanding into them. The concepts are familiar, but have been taught in darkness, which has led to dark understandings. Love, for man, is a concept that changes according to individual need. Man loves as long as the object he desires serves him. When the object fails to serve, he tosses it away and finds a new object to cleave to. But the new is also temporary, for he will love the new only until that fails him, and then he will toss that and seek another still. This is man's love. Man uses things, all things, whether inanimate or flesh. He even uses God, and he uses me. I, he does this to justify himself, his needs and his behaviors. But he takes from us only what is useful to him, and he tosses the rest away. He takes only what he can corrupt and present in the lowest fashion. He prunes away all that is high and admirable and tosses that in favor of the parts that he can corrupt and call his own. Therefore, he is never whole in God, nor is he whole in me. He is merely his own corruption. There is nothing of value in him. Love is not defined by man's ideas, but by God's ideas. Love is not inconsistent, shallow, temporary, passing, fleeting, or convenient. These are man's views and the words he uses to describe his kind of love. God's love is a higher concept. It is flawless, perfect, consistent, deep, constant, steady, permanent, and indomitable. God's love is infinite and eternal. 1 Corinthians 13, 4, 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love 
never fails. God's love rights all wrongs, heals all impurities, stands firm in faith and hope, and is resilient to all states of change. God's love remains constant, perfect, and whole. You see, the difference between man's love and God's love is that man's love is based on convenience. Man's love is conjured according to man's whims. It is an emotional tool used on command. But God's love is always present, always available, always active, always faithful, always healing, and always restoring. It is you who turn away from God's love. It is not God's love that turns away from you. For God's love cannot turn. It is static, peaceful, steady, and calm. You turn away from God's love because you are self-absorbed and focused on the immediate gratification of your body's senses, and you expect that your willful concentration on these things will bring you immediate manifest results. It never occurs to you to think up to your open mind in order to discover the inspiration, hope, and peace of the cosmic creator. It doesn't occur to you to pursue mental rewards. God's love can only be experienced through your cosmic mind, your alpha mind, and your alpha mind's senses. Through your alpha mind's senses, you will experience God's wave of love, and then you will be that wave of love, and as that wave of love, you too are a constant force of love, and you serve all in the web of life. Yes, love serves all, regardless of species, race, nationality, creed, gender, economic status, or origins. You think this is impossible. But I tell you, it is impossible only when you choose to serve yourself above others, and especially when you choose to serve yourself and no others. When the heart and mind are set on self-service, they cannot reach God's love, and they will not know God's love. They will have to invent their own love, and so they invent their love of convenience that is here today and gone tomorrow. They invent the love that is self-serving, and this love is the love of failed marriages that end in divorce. This is the love of infidelity, child-beating, wife-beating, animal abuse, deceit, and lies. This love forsakes family and friends. This love betrays confidences and allies. This love cheats and steals and uses all things, flesh things and material things, for its own gains. This kind of love also kills, it harms, it murders, it confines, it dominates, it subjugates, and it terrorizes. This kind of love is treacherous because it serves the one who feeds from these things. For only this kind of man invents a love that is dark and self-serving. And this dark, self-serving love becomes the standard for all human love, and it is passed on as a culture to all the human races of the world. I tell you this as one who sees these things from beyond the veil. You all follow this loveless culture. I, every man and woman, and every programmed child follows this dark love that has been taught to them. See it in yourself. What do you do for anyone but yourself? Who do you serve that you do not expect repayment in return that is equal or greater than what you gave? You can say you serve your family, but isn't your family also a status symbol? Did you not marry and procreate so you would be accepted in your society? 
Were you not fed the dream of procreation, which is actually an illusion made up by men, so other men would not see them as gay or the grown boys of their mothers? And weren't the women fed the same programming to marry and procreate, so they would not be seen as old maids? I tell you, you do these things without bothering to question why. You do not examine your thoughts or your behavior. You allow yourself to be programmed and then you live a lie and do not even know you are not your own. You belong to the establishment of men. This is not a species. This is not a race. This is an established program you belong to that serves the ones in power, the human puppet masters that control all of human civilization using propaganda. You were born into this programming and you are fed its ideas, its morals, which are not moral, but are self-serving and self-righteous, and you are fed the culture and traditions of carefully manipulated propaganda, and you follow along blindly. In truth, there is no you. You have no individual identity. You laugh when others laugh, you cry when others cry, you crave what others crave, you pursue the very things that others pursue, and you believe what others believe. You even buy the products you were told to buy. You are a consumer, being consumed by the puppet masters of your herd's propaganda, and you think you are successful and respected and loved by your master, but you are not. I tell you, as soon as you cease to provide a return, you will be outcast and forgotten, even by your own families. You will be all alone in an institution of others who are waiting to die and you will tell your stories of all the propaganda you followed and all the success you had from following it, and your memories will keep you warm and make you feel young and important, and people will pretend to be interested and they will pretend to care, but that is only because they are paid to do so. I, the reality is harsh, but it is also the truth. The puppet masters have a cutoff point for their slaves. They do not think a slave functions too well after a certain age. It is not cost effective to keep them on in a company, so they are released from service and soon the family of the one cut off will also see them as useless, for they have the vision of their masters and they see with their master's eyes. They too see you are past the production phase, so they will push and prod and coerce you into transferring all your life savings into their accounts and they will sell off your property or use it for their own gains and give you a nice shelter in an institution as your reward for your service. I tell you, your days are numbered, and the children you birth today will be your puppet masters tomorrow, for they will follow the same programming and do the same things the puppet masters do, and they will never question it or wonder why. Beware. Your days are numbered, and your minds are not your own. Another concept severely twisted by man is his concept of peace. In man's lower way of thinking, peace is just the absence of hostility. It is the absence of war, but it is only a temporary lull while man continues to work on his weapons of mass destruction and his battle plans. Man's plans for dominion are worldwide, and as they extend to the whole of the planet they also include the communities, cities, and countries that border his own and the very community and city that he lives in. There are plans for the economy to push it further into a recession, 
There are plans for the poor to take away welfare assistance. There are plans for the elderly to take away Social Security. There are plans for the men and women who will support these plans. Plans to appoint them to high seats of authority where they can enact these plans and enforce them. The minds of men on earth are never still and their minds are always on conquest. You think that we in the afterworld do not know of these things, but here I tell you of the greatest secret of all. The mind knows all if it is trained to know all. From our unique point of view, in the afterlife, all we are is mind. We no longer bear our human affectations. There on earth, you are full of all of your human longings, cravings, leanings, and desires. Here in the afterworld, we are vast. Our human information is in our personal archives. It is not a part of our alpha minds. Our alpha minds are free to amass information in omega rooms. Refine that information, and as we refine that information, so we also refine our own intelligence. It is the refinement of intelligence that leads us to be able to tap into all the minds on earth. We hear the thoughts of the leaders and the soldiers and the followers. We know of the plans and the strategies of conquest. Each plan has an outcome that starts forming the moment the plan is conceived. We also see these outcomes before they happen. But these are the gifts of evolution, and very, very few want to do the work necessary to rise so high. Most are like you. They lived their lives on earth concerned only with self-interest, so there was no evolution for their minds. And when their corporal journeys ended, their minds did not rise, and now they watched the earth focused purely on those plans they did not get to complete, or those people they wished to pay back for some wrongdoing or those they wish to help in order to use them to obtain something. But they are not gods. They do not manipulate forces because they do not know how. They don't even know they are minds. They don't even know there are forces. They are completely blind to everything. They think they are still human. The gods know they are gods because a god knows what it is. It is pure mind. It is evolved. It has no human body. The gods have been here for thousands of years. We have thousands of years of experience on the newcomers who believe they are still in their flesh incarnations. Our world is higher than theirs, and we do not meet. When we were alive, there were hundreds of thousands of people across the earth. But how many of them rose? I tell you, a scant few of them rose. And of those few, how many stayed the course? so that they still live as mind today. I tell you, even less than the few stayed the course. A mere handful. This is what the afterlife is. It is life for the mind. And if you do not use your mind, you will not survive here simply because you will fall asleep. The man who does not use his limbs sooner or later experiences atrophy. And it is the same for the mind. If you do not use it, it will atrophy too, and then all there is, is the deep sleep. You will know no life. Man does not program the mind. Man programs the brain. Man is into programming the brain's circuitry that controls human action. Through brain manipulation and programming, 
Man controls the will of other men as well as their rights of self-governance and individual identity. Humans are herded into brain patterns and cataloged according to how their brains serve the human master's programmers. The Edenic student will train their mind so it will be kept separate from man's programming because man's programming is only effective on the lower mind. The Edenic student trains their mind to follow the thinking patterns of the alpha mind, the mind of the spirit that is connected to the cosmic creator God. The higher mind holds higher information, and this information is not self-focused, me-focused, or self-serving. It is not a part of man's programming. Higher thinking is empirical thinking. It is aesthetic thinking. It is spiritual thinking. Where man's programming serves man and only man, even when the subject believes he as an individual is being served, it is not so. For the individuals all serve the collective masters, which are also human. Take, for example, the business executive who thinks he serves himself. If he does not pull the strings of those who are superior to him, he serves those who are superior. Those on top pull the strings. Now take the industry owner. By all accounts, he is a member of the 1%. But are his hands tied to the pockets of others? If his hands are tied to the pockets of others, then this man is also a servant. He is a servant to those who tie his hands. Only the one who owns all resources, who commands all resources, operates rogue and is no part of any other. The one who commands and disposes of all rivals and competitors, this one is the master of all. His throne is above all else, and all below serve him. The Edenic mind serves no human master, simply because Eden is not a puppet kingdom. Neither is the Edenic mind human. As the Edenic mind surrenders the flesh mind in order to experience and serve the spirit mind, which is the alpha mind, so the Edenic mind is spirit, not flesh, and as it is not flesh, it is not human. The information it carries is tainted with human perspective, and it may also contain human ideas and beliefs. But the journey is all about refining these things to the highest aims, which are spiritual aims, not flesh aims. And in order to refine these things, the human affectations must be surrendered in favor of higher spiritual affectations. Eden is a kingdom of the spiritually elite and the Omega mind holds spiritual intelligence. The human affectation remains in the lower mind, the bowels of the Omega mind. Puppet kingdoms can only be formed in lower worlds when one lower mind or a group of lower minds decide to hoard all the resources of the planet so all others are forced to do their bidding in order to even garner the smallest morsel. And that lower mind with the smallest morsel will then quickly learn all the corruptions he needs to know to climb the poisonous ladder that will lead to an increase in his portion so he may one day become a lower master himself. Even when man uses religion to program people, he pulls out scripture that serves his agenda. He pulls out scripture that commands killing. 
because he wants to raise a society that accepts killing, when in truth, if the scripture were taken in context, it would be revealed that God did not condone killing. Yet man's religions serve man's world. Man's religions serve all of man's industries. They do not serve the planet, which is God's world. When man chooses to rule by subjugation, so he is master and all others are slaves. He may choose religious doctrines of sovereignty to support his absolute power, but he interprets sovereignty darkly as he interprets the words rule and subdue darkly, for darkness is the only oppressive force in all worlds. The light reveals, the darkness conceals, the light illuminates, the darkness suffocates, the light exposes the way out which sets others free. The darkness bars all exits. It restricts, confines, suppresses, and strangles. This is the dark force that men use to subdue and rule. This is how they interpret sovereignty. But the light does not follow dark interpretation. The light has its own sovereignty and rule, and it is passive, peaceful, and gentle. The light guides by passive principles of love, peace, joy, and equanimity, where darkness and oppressive forces use intimidation, incarceration, limitation, deprivation, and violence. Under the serenity of the light, darkness is subdued by resistance to it. Through utilizing awareness of darkness in all its faces, the light discerns darkness in all its disguises and exerts the power of self-control against it. The light will not join with the darkness. The light keeps itself pure, untainted, and separate, while illuminating a glow for all others, so all others may know them as the leaders with the knowledge of the path that leads to freedom from enslavement by man's dark, oppressive programs, societies, cultures, traditions, and practices. God is still in Eden. Eden was the first world, the Alpha One, the first manifest home of the Alpha Mind. Eden is the world of nature, and nature is the manifestation of the spirit. The Edenic mind is outside of man's world and is corrupt, dynamic, because the Edenic mind is not set on material gains. The Edenic mind is set on spiritual gains, and the higher thoughts, ideals, and teachings of higher worlds that are spirit-based and not flesh-based. The Edenic mind is connected to the spirit world, even though the Edenic member resides in a flesh body on earth. And as that Edenic mind holds higher thoughts, it sees through the programming of men, so it cannot fall victim to becoming a puppet. The Edenic mind will be outside of the puppet master's control, and it will live independently, think independently, and serve the web of existence independently. It will not serve itself, but it will guard and protect its mind. Only in wholesomeness is the Edenic mind like other Edenic minds, for all Edenic minds are wholesome in their thinking. Man's ways will be foreign to the Edenic mind. Indeed, nothing man does, not even man's thoughts, will be pleasing to the Edenic mind, for the Edenic mind will always hold the higher point of view than man holds. And from the higher point of view, the Edenic mind will see man's self-service as his folly, and he will see man's world is but a world of darkness that leads only to death. 
for man's world only serves the flesh. Coming out of the cosmic stream, on our next Cosmic Christ podcast, we hear from Enoch, Mother, and Jesus as they recount their life stories on earth. I'm Reva Christ. May peace be with you, and thank you for listening. Thank you.